Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah. Listen, let me show you how we kicking it. Lacing up my cleats to chase a goal. Being like Beckham, but we never fold. Let me show you how we kicking it. Baby, you ain't working how we working. Scoring like a 10 up on my jersey. Let me show you how we kicking it. Stay up in the field, we going hard. Pray we never see a yellow card. Let me show you how we kicking it. So if your feet can plant it to the ground, we'll go ahead and put your hands down. Let me show you how we kicking it. What is up, you guys? My name is Jess Lazo, and you are kicking it with me on the Women's College Soccer Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. So a couple podcasts back, I had talked with North Carolina Courage player Sinclair Marimontes about her experience at the NWSL so far. For this week, however, I wanted to bring someone on the show who took a different route for her professional soccer career and decided to play outside of the U.S. Many collegiate soccer players are interested in playing after college, but are sometimes conflicted or confused as to where they want to continue their careers. I feel like because of lack of research, many college players don't realize the many opportunities and experiences that playing abroad could bring to your game and your overall life. So that being said, I wanted to bring on my former teammate and current pro soccer player for Slavia Praha, Franny Cerny, to talk about her soccer journey and why she decided to pursue professional soccer in Europe. By hearing from Mira Montes in my previous podcast and listening to Franny's insights about her experience thus far, you'll be able to get a gauge of what the similarities and differences are from playing in a different country versus playing in the US and what atmosphere is right for you if you are looking to continue your soccer career. So without further ado, I want to introduce Franny onto the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi Jess, thank you so so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on. I've heard a lot of your other podcasts and they're always really interesting, so I hope that I can provide some helpful or interesting information as well. Yes, yes, of course. I, I know that you definitely will. Hope so. so. The first thing I wanted to ask you um, is how you landed the opportunity to play at Slavia Praha. Obviously, you were a standout player during your four years at DePaul, but what steps did you take in order to get noticed by the European team? So for me, it was a little bit, I would say, easier just because I am from the Czech Republic or both my parents were born in the Czech Republic. So I do have a Czech citizenship and I had previously, I think it was the U19 Czech national team. I played with them for a year and a half, two years. So I knew the, the organization a little bit. I knew some of the coaches a little bit. And one of the coaches that actually was an assistant coach for me during the youth national team, she was the assistant coach at Slavia. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was 2018 winter. So this was my senior year winter. We actually just went there for Christmas because we wanted to visit my family because my whole family still lives in the Czech Republic. And while we were out there, we just thought, why not meet with a couple of the clubs here? Just talk to them, see if they would be interested, tell them that I'm interested, that I'm looking for looking to play soccer professionally and just see if we could somehow figure something out. 
And so I met with the Slavia team and I met with the other club in Prague because the Czech league only really has two top teams. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know, let me first try that. And then if that doesn't work, I could try something else. And so I met with both of them and both of them actually did offer that I could come join the team. And so I just knew a couple more of the girls on the Slavia team. And I thought, you know, this would be a great way for me to get introduced into professional soccer. I can speak the language. I do have family there. My parents grew up, you know, what a better way to explore the country where they grew up in and play soccer at the same time. So I kind of thought it would be an amazing opportunity and why not try it? Mm -hmm, Definitely. Did you um, just do all of this by yourself or did you have an agent along the way as well? So actually this we did all by myself, or I shouldn't say myself. My mom helped me a lot with everything. She was in some ways my agent, Um, but we really, we just emailed them and we were like, can we, you know, meet? And they said yes. And so up until now, I don't have an agent or didn't have an agent because I just thought since I already made this opportunity um, by myself, why would I drag someone else into it? Mm-hmm. But I do think that anywhere else, if I were to go to Germany or some other country, I would definitely need an agent. And I would think it's definitely important for anyone looking to play in Europe to have an agent just because they make it so much easier. You know, they know the clubs, they know the teams, coaches, everything, and they know you as a player. And I think that they would then help find a good fit for you as well. Mm-hmm. I think that, of course, some players could possibly try to go about it on their own. I just think it would make it unnecessarily difficult if the help is there why not use it yeah definitely definitely so were you looking at other countries to play at or was playing in Prague your number one option I think I kind of at first didn't really even consider that I could maybe make it to some other country or that I could even go anywhere and so that's kind of why we were like let's just try check see if that even works because I was kind of in the mindset where like I don't even know if they will want me Mm-hmm. You know, so I was thinking, let's just try that. And right when they said that they would be interested, I was thinking, let's do this. You know, I signed a year contract just because I was like, I can get a feel for the team, feel for the league, feel for professional soccer, and I'll go from there. So I never really at first was was considering other countries just because I really didn't think that they would even be interested in me. Mm-hmm. So. so what do you recommend players who are looking to play overseas? What do you recommend they do aside from getting an agent? I think it's important to also kind of focus on what country you would be interested in, mm-hmm. what city you would be interested in. I know that a lot of times players are like, you know, I'll go anywhere. And I think that's a really great mentality as well. But there's so much free time that comes with professional soccer. Um, so I think it's really important for the players to also pick somewhere they'd be interested in going and some culture they would like to explore. You know, I think that sometimes you can get stuck in a really small city and that could be then tough. You know, you're far away from home. You're in some city that you don't know and there isn't much to do. You might get very lonely, Mm -hmm. but if you're in some city that's really exciting, you know, there's a bunch to do, then I think then that's going to even add on to the experience and make it that much better. Mm -hmm. You mentioned like, obviously you're going to be very far away from home. And sometimes it does get a little lonely because you're in an area that's like not super comfortable at first. So how was the transition from going to like college to pro style of play and just adjusting to a new environment? I think it was definitely different. I think with college soccer, it's a really special experience that's really hard to get anywhere else. I think that we were so close as a group. We went to class together. We had practice together. We hung out so much, which is somewhat different from the professionally because a lot of the girls 
and not on all teams, some teams pay enough that the girls don't have to go to work, but on a lot of teams, the girls have to work as well. Mm-hmm. So half of our team either works or they're still young enough that they go to school. So in terms of that, I don't get to hang out with the girls as much. You know, I don't see all of them as much. Sometimes most of the girls I see only at practice as opposed to in college, you know, we saw each other all the time. So I think it was definitely like a closer knit group, which isn't as common in the professional teams. And of course, there's going to be some teams that that's d- d- definitely different. But I do think that in terms of just people, it was more special at the college level. And I think preparation wise, I think you go from club to college and you have to um, get used to the speed of game and this kind of style of play that's faster, more technical. So there's always that jump. And I think that that same jump again is to the professionals. Again, it's everyone's again faster. There's no one really on the team. I think sometimes you can be stuck, you know, with someone that's not the greatest and you kind of know that everyone kind of knows that here, like everyone's, you know, top quality, everyone's really good and there's not much room for error which I don't think necessarily has to be like stressful or anything it's almost in a way exciting because you know I think that a lot of times if you're playing with better players you can play better as well Mm -hmm. I think it helps motivate you to even want to play better Um, and I think that especially if we're coming from college and you go straight to professional I think there's not like much time to do super much preparation on your own but I do think that the college soccer in the U.S. is a good preparation because every game that we've played in the season, you know, we have 20 games and they're all really tough. Yeah. There's no games that are super easy and practices are always really competitive. So I think it's a really good preparation for mm-hmm. the next level. Yeah, for sure. What other challenges do you think that you faced like when you first came? Obviously, it's so different from being in the U.S. I think the maybe the toughest would be the culture change. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the U.S., I think we're obviously very progressive in most of the things and in terms of women in sports as well. I think here now it's just a common thing, girls playing soccer, you know, no one really even thinks it's something special or something that, you know, they shouldn't be doing. I think in Czech, it's still a bit more backwards in that, in those terms that a lot of times they're like, oh, it's just the girls playing soccer. You know, they don't understand that we're still a professional club, that most of us are very good and that this you know could be at a very similar level to the men and that it's not just a girls team it still means something and I think even like the population itself they don't really see like women's sports as anything near to the men's and so that was kind of tough for me because I was so used to feeling a lot of support and like admiration from people in the U.S. I think they like had a lot of respect for women athletes and here they kind of don't or not nearly as much so that was one kind of big shift that I had to get used to and another one was that in college sports we have we get so many things like you know in terms of our gear in terms of our um, athletic centers all the doctors physical therapists all the people that we have taking care of us like the gym access everything that's a little bit more limited mm-hmm. I think in professionals the professionally just because the, the money isn't always there and especially the time isn't always there if people are working mm-hmm. so now you know, we just have practice on Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the afternoon. And then on Tuesdays, we have a morning soccer session and a afternoon gym session. So that isn't as much soccer in a sense either as I was used to. I feel like, you know, sometimes in college, we have like a lot more that we do. And so I think that was a little bit of a shift too, just because let's say the gym, like 
we'll go for an hour, but it's nothing like what we would do with Ryan. You know, it's none of like back squats, front squats, none of that. So it was a lot of, so the soccer was not the biggest like transition I needed to make, but kind of all the other stuff outside of the soccer was definitely a lot different. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting that you say that. I honestly didn't even realize that. I assume that once you go to the professional level, it's a lot more and a lot more time consuming, but you mentioned like a lot of people are having like stuff to do outside like a job and stuff so that also takes a bunch of time I didn't that didn't even process in my head yeah and of course if it's a team like Barcelona or Lyon they're gonna have enough money to play their players that they don't need to go to work Mm -hmm. and they're gonna of course spend a lot more time than training and lifting everything but for a lot of countries and for a lot of clubs even in the top countries they don't have as much money they don't have as much it isn't as sometimes I would not I wouldn't say serious but it's not as like super time consuming as you might think Mm -hmm, exactly so you like are you mentioned that you don't really get to spend a lot of time with your teammates outside of soccer because they have jobs but do you room with some of your teammates how does that work so I was given the opportunity to room with some of the foreigners um, but then actually I was able to get an apartment by myself which was really cool because I was used to, you know, rooming with someone in college every year. So I was actually able to get my own apartment, which was really, really fun and just have, you know, my whole own routine and everything, which is cool. And luckily Slavia does have a couple foreigners or players from like other countries, which I think helps a lot because they're in the same position as me. They also don't do anything. They don't go to work, don't go to school. Mm -hmm. And so with those girls, I would hang out a lot and we would, you know, let's say go get breakfast or lunch and we would do stuff like that. So I wasn't necessarily living with someone, but we would see each other a lot of the time during the day. Okay, that's nice that you have people in the same, like similar position than you, because I feel like if you kind of set, you were placed into like a position where everyone is from the same country and you're like the only outsider, that's probably very difficult. Yes, yes, exactly. So, and I think that's the only problem I think with Czech maybe, I think other countries might have even more foreigners and that it might be even easier. Right now it's really just me, a girl from Sweden, a girl from Slovakia. Mm-hmm. which makes it a little tougher but especially now with COVID and everything nothing's open anyways because mm-hmm. we're still in full lockdown so there isn't as much to do and then, so maybe it doesn't even matter that there's not as many players okay okay wow that's insane so are you're going back this Saturday how is the lockdown gonna work so we're still in full lockdown in terms that even stores and everything's closed just grocery stores are open um no one's really even playing soccer it's just now from our league the top two clubs because we're the only two professional clubs Mm -hmm. in Czech Republic the other clubs aren't considered professional status because not all the girls have contracts so we're allowed to practice and so we're going to be practicing until they open the league back up they're hoping to start the league back up in mid-February and then we could somehow try to finish as fast as we can because I don't know if they know how it's all going to work especially with vaccines everything seems to be slow everywhere Mm-hmm. but I, they are aiming to start mid-February and hope and I don't know what protocols are going to have or what but so far that's all we know that hopefully mid-February we'll start our games didn't you guys just play a game in the Champions League or am I yeah yeah we just had Champions League in December okay but that was just Champions League so they let us even practice for that but they let us practice only because we had Champions League if we didn't have Champions League we wouldn't have been practicing at all okay that's kind of like your guys' saving grace then yeah yeah exactly 
Okay. Speaking of Champions League, I kind of want to like go all the way back to like your very, very first game because that just like is so incredible to me. You literally played Bayern Munich in the Champions League, your very first game. Can you kind of like set the scene for us and describe just the emotions and thoughts going through your head before, during, and after the game? Okay. Oh my gosh. So it was, I don't even know. I, I think Mm, how would I say this? Okay. I think it, I was at first so new or so kind of just thrown into it that I almost wasn't at first that nervous. Like, I don't think I kind of even really grasped how big the situation was. I think I was just like, okay, you know, this is, I'm starting my professional career. This is how it's going to be. Like, I have to just be ready. I just have to be like excited. And so I like, wasn't completely nervous. I would say, I think I was more just so excited. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this is my professional debut. It's Bayern Munich. Like this is this is so unreal that like I shouldn't even be nervous. I should just enjoy the opportunity and go in and try to do what I can and just hope for the best. Yeah. I honestly didn't because I haven't even played that many games with the team. I wasn't really even I haven't played it. I mean, I didn't play any professional games, you know, so I was completely kind of I don't know, so new to all of it that at first it didn't really seem as scary as after the game I kind of realized it was. Yeah, I didn't realize it was such a big thing till after the game, which I, I'm glad because I think if going into it, I had been like, you know, Bayern Munich, Champions League, first professional game, like you have to do super good, like this is your debut, you have to absolutely crush it. I would have been, I think, in a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. And luckily that wasn't the case. And luckily I went in only for like 15 minutes. So there wasn't too much time for me to really mess anything up. Mm-hmm. So I think that was nice. And it was such an exciting game because we tied 1-1 against yeah. Bayern Munich. And so I think that paired with the whole, there was like 8,000 fans and everything. It was just honestly one of the mo- most amazing experiences I've ever had because it was something that I had never experienced before. This many fans, such a big game, like the quality of players that I was playing with, quality of players I was playing against. So it was really after the game, I I didn't kind of even know how to really talk about the experience. And clearly I don't really still know how to talk about the experience that much just because it was so just big and exciting. Yeah. I I can literally only imagine, like, like you said, you're saying like going into the game, you kind of didn't even like process how big it was. Like you knew it was big, but you also were like just thrown into it. And I can only imagine just so much adrenaline and kind of like, okay, I'm here, let's go. Um, I don't know like what are your thoughts on that I think the adrenaline I think that helped me so much I think that kind of masked my nervousness and I was just like you know this is so cool all these people supporting us they seemed they were everyone was just so excited for the game and I think that just kind of everyone else kind of affected me in that way that I just got super pumped for the game and I thought you know I get a chance to be in this game so I should just take that opportunity and just be so happy about it and not necessarily worry about how it's going to go. And I actually didn't do bad or anything in the game. I did well, I think. And everyone was happy with me. Everyone was like nice to me. So I just was so happy that it could have went the way it did. Yeah. Can we, first of all, can we talk about that yellow card though that you got? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know if it was really yellow card. (laughs) Who knows? Up to debate. Yeah. I, I remember watching that and I'm like, oh my God, of course, just, I feel like right when you go into a game, like just, I don't know, there's so much like filled up inside you and like just 
I like personally for me, like, I feel like put like, you're going to like knock some people down when you first go in, you're like, okay, like, here I am, like, this is how I'm going to play. I don't know. No, exactly. And I think I always think back to like what Aaron would say, you know, like the first five minutes when you go into game, like you want to make a great pass, you want to make a take a great shot, you want to make a good tackle. And I think that paired with like all the emotions, I was just like, oh my God, this girl's, you know, literally like kind of breaking away from me, losing her. I have to make something and I'm not even a good, I'm not good at tackling, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I'm just going to do something. And then I was like, well, I guess yellow card is the worst that could happen. So that was kind of a fitting start in some ways. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And just in general, like what, what is it like playing in the champions league and competing against some of the top players in the world? I know you literally just played Arsenal in the round of 16 for the champions league. It's really cool. I think sometimes you're not almost as much focused. Of course, you're focused on your outcome and you want your team to do so well. But I think it's even in some ways an honor to be able to play with and against those kind of players. You know, it's those type of players where you see them playing in the World Cup and then you get to go and be on the same field with them and play against them. So I think I'm not going to say that we're playing them and we don't want to beat them. Of course we want to beat them, but we still have so much respect for them because we know they're such great players. And I think that that experience is just so cool because you can kind of see that when you see them on TV, when you see them playing in these teams, you kind of think that this player is so amazing and that they're on such a whole different level. But then when you go and actually play against them and you're, you see them in the whole game and you see them like with you compared to you, you suddenly see, okay, the gap isn't that big. You know, we're all actually, pretty similar. I'm not going to say like that I'm anywhere near, let's say Miedema on Arsenal. No, but you can still see that like there is, you are getting closer and closer and that it's not the biggest gap that you think it is. And that you can't always think that these players are some somewhat or somehow so, so, so much better than us. I love that you say that because I feel like a lot of people have that mentality, like, wow, they're so much better because they're at the national team level. But you don't even realize how close you are to reaching that. There's just, like you said, such a small gap and just compete and like competing with them. And like, no, like knowing that you can compete with them is just a huge honor in itself, like you said. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think that that's such an important thing sometimes for people to realize. I think even college, you know, we think we're so far away from the professional level. But then so many people that you play with during college go on, you know, mm-hmm. to be professionals and you played with them just the same. So I think that that should only be a motivation for everyone to think that if they do want to try it, that they definitely should, because I think that there's so many opportunities for so many girls to be able to play in Europe. And I know that the NWSL, of course, makes so little teams and not many girls get to go. The draft process is really intense. So I think that that might deter a lot of players. But I think if they know that there's this whole other continent with so many teams, there's 10 teams per country, you know, here we have 10 teams for the whole U.S. There's 10 or more teams per country. And to know that, you know, they they can achieve that goal if they want. I think that that should only bring them confidence and really they should try it if they really want to. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like I said before, I feel like because of lack of research, people don't even realize there's so many opportunities and experiences that playing abroad will bring. Yeah, exactly. And I think lifelong memories and just it's going to change you and shape you as a person. And I think it can only help in everything in your life after. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
And going back to just like you playing all these top teams, who has been your favorite team that you've played so far, so far or just like your favorite game you've been a part of? I would say I think the favorite game that I was a part of was the first Bayern game, the 1-1 draw, just because that was such an incredible result. And in front of a home crowd, it was such just an incredible feeling, I think, for all the girls, too, and just to see how much it meant to them, you know, made me see how important it is and just made me so grateful that could be part of that experience. But I think that the uh, most exciting team that I played against was Arsenal. Mm -hmm. I think that even though so it didn't go obviously as we had hoped it didn't go or it didn't go at all as we had hoped sadly but I think it was still so fun to watch them play as well um their passing their movement everything was just so nice and so it's just one of those games that you'd love to watch when you're watching on tv of course it sucked that it was against us you know but like nice goals great plays and so even though the result was not good for us in the end. I still think it was really cool to be able to see them play this close up. Yeah, definitely. I can only imagine just competing against Arsenal. Wow, it's insane. Yeah, definitely. Maybe don't want to do it again, but it was a great experience <laughs> then. Yeah, I, I, I get that as well. I get that. Um, so what is your favorite thing about playing overseas? It's uh, a great question. Um, I just think it's so nice, first of all, obviously, to be playing at a higher level, to be mm -hmm. paying, playing and getting paid. You know, I think it's kind of sometimes can't get much better than that. You mm -hmm. just practice, play games, and are making money. Of course, you don't make much money, but it's enough to live comfortably and to be able to explore the place where you're at and everything. So I think that helps and makes everything better. And I think that's a really important part of the experience. I think it's just cool also to be in Europe because you're so close to so many other countries. We don't have too much time off for me to be able to go and travel to other countries, but there definitely was some time where I could. And I think just the whole mix of cultures is really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes it really special that you have so many different players on your team from other countries, from Czech, you know, it's a whole new group of people and a whole new group of cultures, ideas, everything that you're mixing with, which I think is really valuable in terms of just opening your mind up to all the different possibilities that are out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was actually going to ask, I mean, living in a different country, obviously so many different things outside of soccer you can experience. I know that you said that you don't have a lot of time, but have you ever like ended up going to a different country, like taking the train somewhere? Uh, yeah, so actually, I've we've gone, my mom and my brother came one fall, they had a little extra time, so they just came out, and so that time we were able to do a couple trips, just because sometimes it's a bit harder to just do it on my own, mm -hmm. but we actually took the train to Vienna, so we saw Vienna, Austria, we also went to Budapest in Hungary, we then were able to even take a quick weekend trip to Rome, now in the spring I was able to take a quick uh, weekend trip to Freiburg in Germany, you know, so there's definitely time to do these quick little weekend trips because everything's so close that you can go there one, two days and it's really nice. So I think that's definitely afforded me the opportunity to see more of these countries. I just wish I had a little extra time, you know, to be able to see more, but not complaining. Yeah, definitely. I mean, having soccer and 
I mean, like getting to explore so many different countries, that's just a plus in itself. I mean, I've never been to Europe myself, but I've heard like all of these people who go abroad just get to experience so many different things that you would get to experience in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially every time that we do have an away game, especially in the Champions League, you know, we got to play Arsenal. So we, were, we went to London. We played before we played um, Hibernian, which were in Scotland. Now we played um, in December, we played Fiorentina, which are from Italy. So we went to Fiorentina, you know, so it's just a lot of different countries you get to visit, obviously, just through soccer. And those aren't all sometimes the funnest trips or the most sightseeing trips, but they still get to go there. You still get to see the city. So that's just as cool. Mm-hmm, for, sure. for sure. And then I know that you also represent the Czech Republic national team too. Can you kind of describe that experience and how that has kind of given you opportunities and experiences throughout your time um, in Prague? Yeah, so I just recently, so it was last spring that I got my first call up to the national team. Um, and it was super exciting because it was a tournament in Cyprus. So we got to go for two weeks and be in Cyprus in the middle of, or at the beginning of March. So in Czech, it was still snowy, it was cold. And then we got to go on sunny Cyprus and play soccer there for two weeks. So that was incredible. Mm -hmm. And incredible, of course, being in Cyprus and incredible being with such a good group of girls. You know, suddenly you're with the best of the best. You're with girls from the other team and you're with girls who now play all around Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have a girl, we have two girls that play, in, or three girls that play in Italy, Germany, Amsterdam, so lots of different places as well. So it was suddenly really cool to be with all these players as one team, and it was interesting to be with players from our enemy team, Sparta. You know, mm-hmm. and it was really cool to suddenly meet all those girls and see that they're super fine girls too. And of course, the level of play there was again higher. Everything was more serious, but it was really. It was really cool too. You know, it was of course more nerve wracking, but at the same time, it seemed so professional that it was just such a cool experience. Cause suddenly you're like, okay, like this is kind of, you know, what it should feel like. And this is what it, you know, what all these other girls are experiencing. And so that was really, really cool. And we've been able to play since then against Poland and Spain. We just got to go in, I think October or something. We were able to go to Sevilla in Spain and play against Spain. So that was an incredible experience because we're playing the Spanish national team, which have incredible girls. Mm-hmm. So again, I think it just brings you the opportunity to play with a great group of girls and again, against a really great group of girls and just be in an environment that is just really professional and, you know, you spend all day with them. You are working through tactics, video, then practice. So that was really kind of somewhat more similar to the college experience and just somewhat something that was kind of one step up which I had not experienced much and something that was really super cool and is super cool to be a part of. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's great that you not only get to have the professional experience at Slavia, and then you also get a level higher where you're with the national team and you're meeting even more girls who are at the professional level. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so nice to meet some new people too. And they're all such sweet girls and it's always so fun being challenged again, you know, of course the level is higher. So again, you have to play better and the practices are harder and everything is just tougher. And I think that that sometimes is kind of why we do it too. You know, you don't always want those easy practices. Yes, they're sometimes fun, but you want to be challenged too. And I think that it really kind of inspired me again in some ways. Like, I think I was like, okay, like, you know, I've gone to the the professional level, like 
this is great. But then this again showed me, okay, but these are again, such better girls, you know, like you can do even more to get to their level. And I think, so I think that helped me kind of set even a new goal to try to progress and progress and get better even. Yeah, definitely. I think that's important too, because obviously you've played soccer for so long and at some point you're going to get burnt out, but then kind of experiencing something new is I think not only elevates your game, but also kind of makes you realize, wow, I love this sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this is why I do it. You know, this is why I've been grinding this whole time paying off. It's so nice when your hard work pays off. I think that always, you know, motivates you then to do better too. I think it's really tough if you're grinding, grinding, and you never really do see the results of it. You're kind of like, okay, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But then when it kind of pays off like this, that's when you're like, okay, this really did have a purpose and this did make sense and it just makes you feel better. And then I think you're so much more excited to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. And obviously people don't get the national opportunity like you do, but I think you can also get inspired by playing teams like Arsenal or competing in the Champions League because I think just playing at a level like that is just inspiring in itself. Definitely, definitely. And just seeing how good those players are too, you're like, you know, why not try to still get closer to them and why not keep going? And I think definitely that, and I think that's even in college, you know, when you play a really great team, that always helps to motivate you to do better and the whole team wants to do better. So I think those experiences definitely pay off and are, I think, the reason we do it. Yeah, exactly. And just in general, um, do you recommend playing in a different country? I know that you've been there for a few years and just like your honest opinion. Like a different country aside from Czech Republic or just like- Outside of the US, outside of the US. Outside US, I see, I see, I see. So I think that, I would say yes. I think it's a really different experience and I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. I think it's good to go outside and see how soccer differs there, how the cultures differ there. I think that me being in Czech and seeing somewhat how soccer, how women's soccer there is valued less, I think it's made me so proud to have come from America. And I think I value America more because of that. You know, I, I think, okay, they, they are so proud of what we do here and not in Czech Republic. So I think that it's great to kind of open your eyes to see how lucky we are here as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just so important too, to just see other countries, see how they play. The style of play is somewhat different in Europe. In some countries, you know, Spain is going to be different from Germany and Italy is going to be different from France. And so I just think it's really cool to kind of see that difference in the game style, see the difference in cultures. I think it's just such a cool way to really open up your whole worldview in a sense. You know, I think it's amazing to play in the U.S. Don't get me wrong. This league has great players and everything is amazing here as well but I do think that it is a really valuable and different experience for people to actually go and try to play in Europe yeah I mean I completely agree obviously I haven't experienced it firsthand but from an outsider's perspective I feel like it's so important to get out of your comfort zone and explore somewhere that isn't the U.S. because like you said I feel like I mean the game in a different country is so different than in the U.S. and I think that's important to grow as a player and just experience something new. I mean, you can always come back here, but I think experiencing 
soccer in a different country is not only inspiring, but you learn so much from the country and the overall game. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I think, like you said, like we can always come back. You mm-hmm. probably will end up living here. Mm-hmm. Who knows though? Maybe you'll go to the country, fall in love and want to live there. Mm-hmm. But I think, especially if we do plan on then living here, it's great to be able to go live one, two, maybe more years in some other country and just have a little bit of a different experience than you would if you would never leave. Yeah, exactly. And then I think my last question for you is just, do you have any um, advice for someone considering playing overseas? Uh, I just think, honestly, I mean, working hard is always really important, regardless of if you're still in college, if you're in club, if you want to go to the professional league. But I think that that kind of is my biggest advice is just to always work as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. I think that in terms of getting noticed, I think it's a really good trait to have a lot of times coaches know that if they can have a player they're always going to put their 100% into everything then they know that that's a really valuable player for their team you know sometimes you don't have to be the biggest star but if you're able to put that work in and if you're able to make everyone around you better just by how much effort and love and passion you put in then I think that that's super valuable and I think that the hard work is one thing that is really easy for the person to be able to control themselves Mm -hmm. you know the ball skills everything that's of course just as important but sometimes those come more naturally to some players than others but I think the hard work is something that you can always have full control over and just preparing yourself as good as you can you know if you know that fitness is something that you struggle with get super fit if you know that I don't know that you know your ball skills of course work on your ball skills but I think if you have that drive and that passion and you just want to do as well as you can so you can help the team as much as you can then I think any team would be lucky to have that player and I think a lot of people and a lot of coaches and agents recognize that and that would only be able to help the person. Mm -hmm, For sure I mean hard work really goes a long way I think once you work hard day in and day out I think the rest of the pieces will come together for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I really appreciate that you came on the show and I'm really excited to watch you play once season comes around. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully I was able to provide a little bit of an insight into the professional world. And of course, you know, many people might have completely different experiences and I just hope that it might have inspired some players to want to try too, because I think it is such a great experience and I hope that many players could have the experience I have and just wanted to say to you good luck in your season and I can't wait to watch you guys as well thank you for any listeners out there thank you so much for tuning in today if you want to tune in next week the podcast is available on Spotify Apple Music and of course Believe.com that's B-L-E-A-V thanks for kicking it with me on the Women's College Soccer Podcast see you next week let me show you how we kicking it Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.